This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul. This is day three of monitoring the feed of the action. Breathe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to News for the Soul. This is Daniel Brinkley. This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. From the heart of Vancouver, what a great place to bring news for the soul. I know, isn't it perfect? Remember that movie Dead Zone, Christopher Walken? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like that for real. I think reasonably accurate, too, honey. Oh, that's an understatement, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody, take a deep breath. We We know that we choose to come to this world, and we're chosen to come to this world, and we've come for breath. We breathe in for ourselves and out for spiritual involvement. And as we breathe these moments, let's open up our hearts and open up our souls. And let the true awareness of news for the soul make its impact now and forever. Well, Danny just mentioned the heart attack. That is how he died, isn't it? Yes. Wow. Actually, two heart attacks right off one heart after the other. Yeah, that's what I Wow. No, I had him. I, this is not a, you know, I have him. You know, the whole thing about the spirituality and, and the wealth or sustainability not going together, I just think is the biggest load of crap, you know? <laughs> I mean, what have you Man, got? Look at this girl. <laughs> well, really, what have you got to give anyone if you've got nothing? Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Candace is going bye-bye. Yes, um, I had this really bizarre experience where I got sucked through a wall, like a solid wall. And during the time that I was knocked unconscious, uh, uh, an angel came to me. People's solidity began to morph with the geometries. So you'd see little bits of their, like their hand began to go missing. And this particular angel, as I recount in the book, Uh, said to me that I had chosen the wrong path in life, that I was to choose a new path, and it was to be a path of peace. I was to teach peace. Lots of amazing things coming up for this hour. News for the Soul. um, See you back in one minute. I'd have to believe that the times that we're in are very important to us mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because if we're not really, really careful in paying and complimenting news for the soul, we're about to find ourselves wrapped up in something that will literally encompass the world. And not from the viewpoint that we're looking at it from. So tonight, it is an empowerment. A place to become aware. A place to change. A place to not become fear-based, but become loving. We need to do that. Uh, I don't care if it's prayer, I don't care if it's conversation, I don't care what it is, but the one thing that people need to do is hold themselves accountable for their reactions and for the manner in which they interpret the nature of the crisis that is now at work on this planet. Experiments that were done between 95, 98, and what they're telling us, Nicole, first of all, is they, they are confirming beyond any shadow of a doubt that we communicate with our world through a previously unrecognized form of energy. Uh, I'm not going to say it's new, it appears to have been there for a long time, but it's never been recognized. 
this form of energy works beyond the bounds of space and time. Information moves through this field of energy faster than, uh, than the principles of light say that it should. This is one of the mysteries. So, Let's let this night and what news for the soul is about, like we always say, it's news for the soul. It's not for the, the conscious as much as it is for the true spiritual side of us that drives the nature of our lives, that makes us, see, it makes us seek understanding and yearn to be closer and closer to what is true reality. This is a, a telephone uh, call where I'm speaking with the mother of a 23-month-year-old child. At the beginning of the clip, you hear the mother talking, you hear me laugh, and you hear the baby go goo gaga. Let's listen together. Entirely indecipherable uh, baby babble. But backwards, the secret message, I can hear this child say, I spank him. Starting to study the space between the molecules. Daniel called it the exotic exonynosphere. And what they found is the space between the molecules vibrate to the exact same frequency as. Next on News for the Soul Living Naturally with Michaela. Michaela Jones is an integrative holistic health specialist who blends traditional naturopathy, homeopathy, nutrition, emotional release, and energetic work for health and wellness of the body, mind, and soul. Michaela is a doctor of naturopathy and a board-certified holistic health practitioner with over 25 years of experience. As a naturopath, medical intuitive, and energy healer, she helps her clients connect the dots between the physical, emotional, and energetic root causes of health issues. Please welcome Michaela back to News for the Soul. Next on News for the Soul, Living Naturally with Michaela. Michaela Jones is an integrative holistic health specialist who blends traditional naturopathy, homeopathy, nutrition, emotional release, and energetic work for health and wellness of the body, mind, and soul. Michaela is a doctor of naturopathy and a board-certified holistic health practitioner with over 25 years of experience. As a naturopath, medical intuitive, and energy healer, she helps her clients connect the dots between the physical, emotional, and energetic root causes of health issues. Please welcome Michaela back to News for the Soul. Michaela, are you there? <laughs> I am. I was I was waiting for the unmute. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, oh, you're already um, unmuted. Ready to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for, you know, for taking the time and being a little patient with us. We were having a little technical glitch, but we are here, you know. You know, sometimes, you know, when there is important information that needs to be put out there, we kind of run up against resistance, you know. So we got to kind of push through because 
you know, I kind of feel like it's something that needs to be out there. Otherwise, you know, the bad stuff wouldn't be pushing against us to keep us from getting it out there, right? So, all right, so here we go. We're just going to just, you know, you know, handle like a trooper and just jump on in there and, you know, and just kind of go with the flow. So, anyway, thank you once again to all the listeners out there. Um, I am Michaela Jones, ND, naturopath, energy healer, and integrative holistic health specialist with Living Naturally for Life. And welcome to another show of Living Naturally with Michaela. Today we will be talking about removing toxins from the body, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It's that time of year when everyone has spent the last, you know, month or so eating all the extra treats, maybe having, you know, a few more drinks than usual, and just dealing with the overall stress that comes with the end of the year holidays. Then come the new year and everyone starts thinking about what changes they need to make to be healthier. Some even will make resolutions to exercise more, eat better, and the like. But one of the things that most people miss, though, is the overload of toxins that build up in our bodies, not only from the food and drinks we intake, but also the stress and emotions of it all, particularly around the holidays. Not to mention just living in a world today exposes us to daily toxins as well. I myself am a big proponent of annual, if not biannual, full body detoxification as a matter of overall health. In fact, my body's telling me right now, it's time, it's time, it's time. <laughs> so my guest today will help us take that concept of detoxification to an even deeper level beyond just the physical. So today's guest is Melissa Dealey, known as the Friendly Toxin Slayer. So let me tell you a little bit about Melissa, and then we'll bring her on. So Melissa's mission is to heal the world. She says chronic illness does not have to be a life sentence. And when Melissa realized the body is designed to self-heal, she set about getting trained so that she could truly help people heal and then train others to do the same. Melissa is an integrative mind-body health practitioner, a trainer in NLP and hypnotherapy, and a master practitioner in timeline therapy. She's dedicated to helping others heal by addressing and removing the toxins in all four bodies, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Melissa is an international speaker, five-time best-selling author, and has been named to the 2022 CREA Global Award List and the winner of the Alignable 2022 and 2023 Local Business Person of the Year Award for Whistler. She is also the recipient of the 2021 and 2022 Quality Care Award by Businesses from the Heart. Melissa is also the host of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. And when she's not serving her clients, Melissa can be found on her paddleboard, um, backcountry hiking and camping with her daughters, downhill or cross-country skiing, or planning her next trip for her Girl Guide unit, or, or working on her passion project, Girls Matter, helping keep girls in school in Uganda, breaking the poverty cycle, one girl, one family, one village at a time. Awesome. So welcome, Melissa. I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you very much, Michaela. I'm excited to be here, and I'm glad we were able to work through those technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I, I have learned a long time ago that when I do a live show, you never know what might come out, so you just kind of have to roll with it and just keep going, right? So we're just going to roll with Absolutely. it and keep going. <laughs> kind of like life, right? All righty. 
Exactly, exactly. Sometimes you just have to be like water and just kind of, you know, maneuver around the rocks that kind of drop in the middle of the way. So, you know, I'm water today. All right, so let's just jump in. So how you you have a lot of credentials, you know, so, you know, I love that. You know, I am also a person with a lot of credentials, so I get it. It's like I'm constantly learning and, you know, I want to, like, just have all of the tools to help my clients. So I kind of feel like it kind of like the same. So tell me, how did you get into health and wellness in the first place? Well, it all started almost nine years ago now, actually. I had been in the corporate world for 24 years in a job that I had enjoyed. But, you know, one day Big Fish came along and bought Little Fish, and I was given an hour to clear out my desk, no word of thanks. And uh, in that moment, I knew I'm never working for someone else again because, you know, 24 years of loyalty got me exactly here. And I also knew that whatever I did next needed to be more of service to humanity and the planet. And I had no idea what that was going to be. However, I was open to being guided. And later that year, I was introduced to a company that specialized in brain supplementation. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I know I use my brain 24-7. However, no one's ever taught me that I could be doing more for the health of my brain. And meanwhile, we have near epidemic levels of Alzheimer's and dementia, And I also, at the time, had a grandmother who was 99 years old, living at home by herself, fully cognitively functioning and caring for herself. So I knew that I had good genes, but something inside me made me ask, is that enough? And I started comparing her life to my life. And she was born in little old Christchurch, New Zealand, back in 1916, you know, the bottom corner of the world, before all of the toxins that we've had introduced into our world that we have today, and -hmm. growing all their own food on the property. And, of course, that was organic food, too. And then I looked at my life. Well, I have had a great life, but I was raised in Tokyo, Japan, and I spent 11 years of my childhood there. And I realized, you know, that was the 1970s. And manufacturing plants were spewing out toxins with no care for the environment or what those toxins could be doing to human health. And I realized, wow, I'm way more toxic than my grandmother ever was. So I might have good genes, but I need to do a lot more if I want to be like her and living by myself fully cognitively functioning at 99 years old, which is exactly what I desire. I don't want to go down the path of Alzheimer's and dementia. So I started learning about the brain. I started learning about toxicity of the brain and the body and using this brain supplementation as well. And about four months later, my oldest daughter got a concussion in her first grade 12 soccer game of the season. And she had just started using this brain supplementation and had actually told me on the way to the soccer game that it was helping her stay focused in the afternoon during her classes at school. And After she sustained that concussion, I realized very quickly that she didn't have the cognitive ability to go to appointments and then come home and tell me what the practitioner had told her to do. And I knew that the healing didn't happen at the appointments. The healing was happening between the appointments. And so because I wasn't working full time, I started going to her appointments with her so that I could then be guiding her healing journey and also learning for my own interest about the brain. Two months after that, 
I'm driving to Vancouver and I get a phone call from the high school. Could I please go and pick up my younger daughter because she had a suspected concussion from grade eight gym class. Mm. And in that moment, I looked out the windshield of my car up towards the heavens and said, are you kidding me? This is how you show me my past? Stop taking out my children. So now I have two very different concussions in the household going to both sets of appointments, really guiding their healing journeys and realizing people need more support on their healing journeys and also learning that the body doesn't heal in a stressed out stage. And I live in a small town and I had a lot of people start reaching out to me in Whistler. We've got downhill skiing in winter. We've got downhill biking in summer. There's a lot of concussion. And people started reaching out to me and asking me, you know, my son just got a concussion. What do I do? My husband just got a concussion. What do I do? I have an employee coming back to work who's had a concussion. What do I do? And I just started kind of organically helping guide other people on their concussion journey because, again, it was a small town. And people knew that I was coming at it with a slightly different perspective, and that was a nutritional perspective and also a detoxing perspective. And I was then asked to work at a holistic clinic to help others. And I wanted to do that. And I did check in with the physiotherapists that were really the experts in the town and whom I'd learned from and said, hey, I'm not stepping on your feet if I do this, am I? And they said, absolutely not. We need more help. And your approach is amazing. We need that nutritional approach, that detox approach. Go for it. And so I decided to start working at this clinic, except I couldn't get liability insurance because I didn't have any certification. Mm. And so at that point, I called a friend who was a life coach. And I'd had life coach swirling around in the back of my head since being let go, but it hadn't really landed. But now I decided, okay, this is the time I need to get a certification. So I called him and he said, you don't need to be a life coach. You need to be a health coach. And I went, what? What's that? I'd never even heard the term, but that landed (laughs) in that moment. And again, I considered it a gift from the heavens through my friend, and I started researching health coaching schools, and I started my health coaching education within the next 10 days. And from the moment I landed there, I knew that I had found my passion and my purpose, and I loved it. I couldn't get enough of the learning. I just wanted to keep learning more and more and do this full time. (laughs) And uh, I was just so excited to be here. And I also had this realization, wow, I'm in my 40s, and I don't know all of this about my own body. And then I'm like, why don't I? And I realized, well, I've been, you know, I have a commerce degree, and then I went into my career, and I got married, and I had children, and I've been busy with my career and being a wife and being a mom. And then I realized how many other people are in that boat, and they don't know these simple things about their body. And the way that our lifestyle is today that we're negatively impacting our health, but if only we knew we could do something differently to positively impact our health, people would do that. They just don't know that. So I thought I just need to share this with others. And so I completed my health coaching certification. And from there I came across integrative health with the opportunity to be mentored by Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's a naturopathic doctor that's also studied Ayurvedic medicine, um, Chinese Mm -hmm. traditional medicine and more and learn how to run functional medicine lab testing so that we could see what was going on inside the body in terms of the imbalances, the nutritional deficiencies, the toxic overloads, the 
uh, inflammation levels, et cetera, et cetera, the hormonal imbalances, the gut imbalances. Because when we can see what's going on inside the body, then we know where the body's out of balance, why it's out of balance, and we know exactly what we can do about it. And as you know, when the body's in balance, it can heal itself. However, when we're highly toxic, there's too much stress, and we don't have the nutrition that the body truly needs, it's in a deficient state, it can't bring itself back into balance in order to heal itself. So it needs some support. So we give it that support to bring it back into balance, and the body will heal itself. But as I continued learning, I then started learning, well, it's not just the physical body we need to be looking at. It's the mental body, the emotional body, and the spiritual body. Because by the time we have symptoms in the physical body, they've already moved through the other three bodies. And therefore, we need to address the other three bodies after we address the physical body to make sure that those symptoms don't come back again in another year or two years. Right. And so that's Absolutely. where I continued my learning into the field of NLP timeline therapy. And I actually just completed my timeline therapy teacher training just last week. So I'm excited to be able to train that too now. And hypnotherapy to address the other three bodies and help people attain optimal and lasting health and vitality. And focus on health span instead of just lifespan. Lifespan. Yeah, awesome. So that's awesome. how I got here. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all have, you know, a similar story, you know, either our health was, you know, not the best, and we figured out there's a better way, or we have loved ones that whose help, you know, needed some help, and we, you know, it's like, we're going to figure out how to help them. So yeah, we all have very similar stories. So yeah, for me, mine started with, um, with my children trying to help my children, you know, with, you know, extreme food allergies. So I totally get it. So, all right. So, and you know, um, I have a little bit of that back in my history too, but that's when I was in the (laughs) corporate world and I did help them through that holistically. And so now when I work with families with food sensitivities, et cetera, I can, you know, fall back on my story to share with them. Um, yeah. And so maybe one could say I'm a slow learner. Maybe that should have been my first calling to <laughs> but I didn't figure it out <laughs> until they had to kick me in the butt and, like, make me lose my 24-year career and then <laughs> knock my kids out, and then I finally got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how the body does that. You know, first it, it mildly taps, you know, try to get your attention. Then it yep. knocks. You know, then yep. it's like if you're still not listening, you know, at some point it just slams you. You know, it's like, okay, pay attention. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. We, you know, we, we don't, you know, we, we don't want to get to that point, but sometimes that's what it takes for a wake-up call. So, you know, which we're going to exactly. talk about later because because you do have a podcast about wake-up call. But, you know, let's let's go back to um, your, your, you know, um, your moniker. So you call yourself the mm-hmm. Friendly Toxin Slayer. So tell me about that. How did that come about? Why do you call yourself that? Well, that came about when I was at a women's business retreat in um, Mexico a couple years ago. And we were just kind of joking around. And I'm always talking about detoxing because, as you know, I'm a huge proponent of it. Um, and many of the women had done my detox program. And they were just commenting mm-hmm. that, I made it so easy for them. You know, detoxing isn't uh-huh. something that people are going, ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me, right? Especially if right. I was down on the floor. 
most people are like, oh, my God, stay away from me. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I don't want to do that. And they were just all commenting that the way I guided people through the program, I really set them up for success. I made it very easy for them. I provided delicious recipes that they all loved. And that they said that, you know, detoxing with me was a really positive experience. And from both their health outcomes, but also just they actually enjoyed it. And they hadn't expected that. And so they were just joking around saying, you know, you, you really are a toxin slayer in terms of helping detox the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual body. And that's so important in today's world. But the way you go about it is fun. It's friendly. And so that's where that moniker came from, the friendly toxin slayer, so that I could take the fear out of it for people. And, you know, even when I start groups and we're, we start out going around the room, why are you here and how are you feeling? Everyone's feeling nervous. Everyone's thinking, oh, maybe I'm not going to be able to do this. But by the end of that first call, when I've provided them all the information, given them realistic expectations of what they're going to go through in those first few days, which, of course, are the hardest few days, they all right. feel way more confident by the end of the call, and they know they can do it. And they also know they're not doing it alone. And that's a huge factor, as you will know, because it's easy to go buy some detox thing off the shelf at the grocery store and say you're right. going to do it. And then you start it with all intents, you know, intents and purposes, and then you get going and it doesn't feel good. You feel yucky. You don't know if you're doing it right. You don't have anyone to ask. You don't have any support. And then you're just like, oh, this isn't worth it. And you can give up on yourself. We all give up on ourselves way easier than we do give up when other people are cheering for us. And so that's the benefit of at least the very first time you do it, doing it with a group, with support where you can get your questions answered. Because, hey, we know the brain is charged with keeping us safe. And so whenever we start something new and step outside our comfort zone, we get these little signals from our brain trying to pull us back into that comfort zone where it knows it can keep us safe because, hey, we're here, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so we get all these little signals, and then if we listen to those signals, that's when we give up on ourselves. But when we know yeah. that's going to happen and we can talk back to those signals and go, no, 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 I know this is different, but I know what I'm doing, and if I have questions, I can ask my questions of someone who can give me the answers, so you just need to be patient with me because I'm taking us to a new place of health over here that will become our new comfort zone. When we've got that understanding of how our brain works and we can get our questions answered, and we have that group, we don't fall off. So every single person I've ever guided through the detox has had great success. They've completed the program with varying positive health results, and just the biggest thing is feeling good in their body and also having greater awareness around how the food they do put in their body makes them feel. Yeah. And then being able to make better choices. All right, so, you know, uh, so you, you said that you're a big proponent of detoxing. So why are you such a big promoter of detoxing? I know why I am, but I'm curious to know why you are. So why are you such a big promoter of detoxing? Well, first of all, I think the real epidemic in the world today, or even pandemic, is chronic illness. We have... Mm-hmm. Six in 10 Americans with one chronic illness diagnosis and four in 10 with more than one chronic illness diagnosis. And for the most part, the medical system is telling them 
story. This is what you have. You have it for life. Here are the pills you need to take in order to ease your pain. Yeah. However, we also know that the two major causes of chronic illness are high toxic loads in the body and then nutrient deficiencies. So if mm-hmm. we can resolve those two things, we can help the body come back into that place of balance I talked about earlier, and it can heal itself. Chronic illness does not have to be a life sentence. People don't realize how the toxicity in our environment is impacting our body. You know, people might consider or look at, you know, Beijing or Mumbai and, you know, see that dirty environment and think, okay, that's toxic. But they might not think their, you know, U.S. town or city is toxic. And yet, relatively speaking, compared to 100 years ago, it's incredibly toxic. We are getting toxins, chemical toxins, into our waterways, into our airways, just exhaust fumes coming off cars, getting into our skin. We're putting toxins on our skin from the personal care products we buy at our local pharmacy, you know, and it takes 26 seconds to get into our bloodstream. And our liver is getting overburdened trying to get these toxins out of our body. And meanwhile, we have a nutrient deficiency because we have nutrient-depleted soil systems and we have a food industry that loves to promote processed food. Right. So (laughs) as a result... If you want to call it food. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so as a result, the liver can't do what it's supposed to do. It's overburdened and it can't fully go through phase two of liver detoxification, which is turning those toxins into being water-soluble so we can excrete them from our body through our urine, our sweat, our breath, our bowels. And as a result, the liver tries to be very clever, and it says, I don't want these toxins running around in the bloodstream. You know, its job is to cleanse the blood every six minutes. It stores them in our fat closets. Where are our fat closets? (sighs) Well, our fat closets are in our brain, which is largely made up of fat and water as you know, Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. in women in our breasts, and then anywhere else we're carrying excess. So, hello, Alzheimer's dementia. If our liver is storing our toxins in our brain, is there a correlation to Alzheimer's and dementia? If our liver is storing toxins in our breast, is there a correlation to breast cancer? To me, I just want those toxins out of my body. I don't want to run the risk of the Alzheimer's and dementia. I don't want to run the risk of breast cancer, et cetera, et cetera. And as such... I do a functional medicine detox, and I actually, when I start people off the first time, we do a 21-day detox, and then I recommend a quarterly seven-day detox, which is really easy to do because now you know how to do it. It feels so much shorter than 21 days, and it just gives your body that little reset and allows you to keep getting the toxins out because guess what? They keep getting in. And so rather than worrying about every last thing, you know, like I choose to buy clean, I choose to eat clean, etc. but I still know that toxins are getting inside. I don't worry about that. I instead choose to take control and help my body get them out. And then I don't have to come from a place of fear of what's happening to my body in this world right now. So, um, so you mentioned functional medicine, uh, medicine labs, and you use that um, in your work with your clients. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about those tests? I mean, that sounds very interesting. So tell me a little bit more about those tests. Yeah, I absolutely love these tests for multiple reasons. First of all, they get mailed to your home. How convenient is that? So you just get to do them at home. Um, there's a lab test that will assess your gut health. 
and your neurotransmitter health, as well as your vitamin levels for key vitamins and your detox pathways. It's called the organic acids test. So it'll show if somebody has yeast or candida bacterial overgrowth, it will show if there's imbalances in the neurotransmitters because of that brain-gut connection. It's really important to understand that and see how people's you know, gut health is impacting their brain function, et cetera, et cetera. We're also looking at those vitamins, key vitamin levels. As I said, we've got vitamin or nutrient deficiencies. When people are deficient in their nutrients, the body can't do what it's supposed to be able to do. And guess what? High stress has us burning through our minerals yeah. and vitamins and not being able to replenish yeah. them. High stress exactly. has us causing imbalances in our gut. You know, how many people listening to this know somebody who are, who's popping antacids daily, who has yeah. gut issues, discomfort when eating? It's so common today, and it. We don't have to suffer through. The body was never made to suffer. What we need to do is get to the root cause, to the understanding of what's going on and help the body rebalance. So that's one very powerful lab test, and it's a simple urine sample, first thing in the morning, easy. Another one is looking at our inflammation levels. This is you prick your finger and you drop some blood on a card, and it'll show us what your omega-3 to omega-6 ratios are. The body doesn't make these essential fatty acids. We have to get them through our diet. The problem is we're out of balance. We have too many omega-6s causing too much inflammation in the body because omega-6s are in just about everything that we eat. And we don't have enough omega-3s or anti-inflammatory essential fatty acids because those are harder to get. The best source is wild fatty fish. And a lot of people are not eating very much wild fatty fish. And as a result, our inflammation levels are high. Well, when our inflammation levels are high, that can have us prone to having epigenetics kick in. And that is where um, with epigenetics, we now know that it's lifestyle factors that are causing much of the dis-ease in the world today. And only 5 to 10% is triggered by our genetics. And that 5 to 10% is triggered when our inflammation levels get too high. And we're all walking around inflamed in today's world and triggering this switch to cause dis-ease that doesn't have to be triggered if we know how to keep our inflammation levels in check and we can test them to see. And in fact, right on that lab, it says that if your inflammation levels are at the level that they should be, you are reducing your risk of sudden death by, from cardiac disease by 90%, 90%. Wow. That's huge. If we could just that have people huge. understand their inflammation levels and adjust their lifestyle supplement as needed to rebalance their omega-3s and their omega-6s. Another lab is our minerals and metals test. So it will test for five heavy metals in the body, Aluminum, arsenic, mercury, lead, and cadmium. And it will also test for our electrolytes, sodium, magnesium, calcium, potassium, and other key mineral nutrients. And when we look at this lab, we're looking again for the deficiencies, which, as I said, stress will have us become deficient. But we're also looking for the imbalance in the ratios between those minerals. And many people have symptoms of fatigue or maybe muscle spasms or uh, low energy, et cetera, et cetera, but they don't know what's triggering it. And we run that lab and we look at where they're at and we look at the symptoms associated with it and they're like, oh, wow. So 
also if I just bring my magnesium level up, that will help. And, you know, for that particular person, the answer is yes. For someone else, it might not be. However, going through this lab gives so much information for small tweaks people can make in terms of, you know, supplementing or, you know, adjusting their diet in order to make sure they're getting the mineral levels that they need and those mineral levels are in balance. And then when we see those metal toxins are high, you know, mercury and aluminum are neurotoxins. Again, we don't want that kind of toxin going into our brain. Let's do a heavy metal detox and get that out of your body. And we can do that when we know what your levels are and adjust accordingly. So another lab is the food sensitivities lab, which you mentioned earlier with your own children. So this will test for 190 different foods to assess your sensitivity to that food. And by sensitivity, I mean when you eat that food, it triggers an immune response in your body. And each time you eat that food, that immune response is triggered, and then that causes a buildup of inflammation in the body. And you may not realize it because with sensitivities, the side effects or the symptoms happen 24 to 72 hours later. And you may not correlate that headache or that skin rash or that sinus nasal drip to food you ate two or three days ago because you don't even remember what you ate two or three days ago. And so having this lab run will let you know exactly what food your body is struggling with. And then we remove them. And depending on the degree of the sensitivity for either six weeks, 12 weeks, or six months to allow your body the time to heal. And then we can reintroduce one by one so that you can understand and really focus on how that food makes you feel two or three days later. And then it becomes a choice. If that food gives you brain fog, now you know that. You're not going to eat it two or three days before a major presentation. But you might right. enjoy it on Friday night because you don't really care how you feel on Saturday or Sunday, right? And it all becomes a choice. Right. So it's right. you in the driver's seat of what you're putting into your body and how you feel as opposed to just putting food in your body, feeling like crap and not knowing why, right? Yeah. And then the last lab is a hormones lab test, and I absolutely love this one. It gives you um, all four sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA. It gives you four cortisol markers through the day at, upon waking, before lunch, before dinner, and at bedtime. It gives you all four thyroid markers, your free T3, free T4, your TSH. And TSH is usually the only one you get at your doctor's office. And when we look at free T3 and free T4, we can get the early warning signs of TSH maybe going sideways. In plenty of time to support your thyroid using herbal plant-based sources. We also get your 90-day and your fasted insulin markers. So again, we can just see where's that at. And then lastly, we get your vitamin D level, D3, which is really important for so many aspects of our health, including immune system, respiratory system, as well as helping keep hormones balanced, etc. And this lab is just a game changer for so many women. It was a game changer for me 20 years ago. I used to suffer migraines at the onset of my cycle every month but it was just one day and I could just kind of live through the one day but then all of a sudden they got worse and I got them five days in a row and I'm like what why am I dealing with this I can't work I can't function and they're significantly more severe I didn't understand why and I went to my medical doctor who said oh 
just here, here's a stronger medication, just take this. And I said, I don't want a stronger medication. I want to know why they're suddenly worse, because if I know why they're suddenly worse, then I can change something so that it goes back to the way it was before, which I could deal with. And she had no answers for me. So I went to a naturopath who suggested, why don't we test your hormones? And I said, yes, yes. That was never offered to me before. I didn't know that was an option. Yes, let's test my hormones. And we found out my progesterone level was very low relative to my estrogen. So I was in an estrogen-dominant state, very, very common in today's world of stressed-out people, as I was then too. And I used a progesterone support uh, tonic that absolutely tasted disgusting. However, it worked. <laughs> and so for two for it was Vitex that I was taking, straight Vitex, and I took it for two weeks of each cycle for two months, and my migraines literally went away for I don't know how many years. And then they did come back because, of course, our hormones are always changing. And when they came back, right. I just went straight back to the naturopath and said, give me some of that stuff again because <laughs> my hormones are out of balance. My migraines are back. And I did, and then they were gone again for however long, and then I hit menopause. And at that point, my migraines were different. So at that point, I went back to her and said, the migraines are back, but they're different. So I think we need to retest and see what's going on. And sure enough, this time, my testosterone was low, my estrogen was low, and my progesterone was low. Again, very common for perimenopausal women, right? And so I was able to adjust that and, you know, easily move through menopause without the suffering that so many women go through with hot flashes and night sweats and poor sleep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So these labs are powerful because they allow you to see exactly what's going on and know exactly what action to be able to take in order to rebalance your body. And like I said, when the body's in balance, it will heal itself. Your symptoms are, you know, alleviated and you can live the best years of your life, which is what you should be doing at all times. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about then some of the modalities that you do. So how do you bring NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy work into what you do? Well, I absolutely love these modalities because they're working with the power of the unconscious mind. And when I'm working with clients, what I noticed before I studied these modalities was that Some clients could easily take my wellness plan and follow it and get amazing results and feel great. And others would start and fall off and not know why. And they'd be shitting all over themselves. You know, I should do it. I know I should do it, but I'm not doing it. And then beating themselves up. And I didn't know why those people were struggling until I learned about our unconscious mind and the patterning that we form in that zero to six, zero to eight window. So basically we are born, think of it as being born as the hardware of a computer. That's our human body when we're born. And for the next six to eight years, it's just download, download, download all the software so that we can learn how to live in our family unit, in our society, at school, et cetera, et cetera. And in that process, the unconscious mind is taking note of all of the patterns that we learn that work. And when they work, it repeats them. Because why would it try to develop a new pattern when it already has one that works? Like, that just is wasted energy. So it's smart. It wants to save energy. However, once we get past that six to eight age group, we very rarely do updates. 
unlike our phone that we update the second we get notified of an update. I guess that's what missing, is missing in the human world is we don't get these notifications of an update. <laughs> so we get into adulthood, and we're very often still running programming from when we're, you know, zero to six, zero to eight years old. And that can work for a time until it doesn't. And that's when we hit a wall. That's when we get stuck. And that's where we need support in breaking through that. And so using the tools of NLP, we can determine those patterns that you're still running that are no longer working for you. And then we can rewire your neurology and create a new pattern that will work for the person you are becoming. When it comes to timeline therapy, that's the emotional detox. I use that to release all the negative emotions that we've carried around since we were young children. And society has taught us that we shouldn't display our emotions and boys don't cry and big girls don't cry and don't bring your emotions to work, et cetera, et cetera. So we learn at a very young age to squash our emotions and not feel them. And sometimes we'll bury them in a tub of ice cream, a box of chocolate chip cookies, whatever it is, <laughs> but we squash our emotions and then we carry them around like a bag of rocks that we're not really aware is there, but it's weighing us down. And with timeline therapy, we again work with the unconscious mind, which is responsible for storing all of your memories, all of them. And it will repress traumatic memories until such time that it feels that it's safe to bring it forth to the conscious mind to release. And that's why people in war zones don't suffer PTSD in the war zone. They suffer it when they get home and it's safe. But all of these emotions controlled by the unconscious mind are stuffed down. And so now we work with the unconscious mind to release them. And we do that by asking the unconscious mind to take us again to the root, not to the last time you felt angry. Let's go to the first time you felt angry. And let's release that. And we release it by asking the unconscious mind, what are the learnings from that experience that you need to know? Because when you have the learning the unconscious mind will release the emotion and you get to move through that. And then we come back along your timeline and we release, it unravels all of the past, the anger between then and now. And it's not that you'll never feel emotions again. We want you to feel emotions. That's just natural as human beings. There are chemical reactions in the body. You will feel them. But we also want you to be able to process and release them in the moment and not stuff them down. Right. And timeline therapy also helps us release mental toxins, those limiting beliefs, the limiting decisions that we made at some point in our life, whether it's all the way back as children or even last week, the way we talk to ourselves inside our head. I always kind of joke with my clients that 99% of what we say inside our head is total BS. And we shouldn't. (laughs) Right. When 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 it comes to talking to other people, we are encouraged, you know, the fact that we have two ears and one mouth, we should listen more and talk less. Totally get it. Right. Makes absolute sense. However, when it comes to the conversations we have with ourselves, I tell people to right. talk more and listen less. You don't want to listen to it. And when you hear it, just say, no, 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 that's not true. Cancel, 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 or reframe it into a positive. And don't take on these thoughts and start to reframe how you think in your mind every single day. 
and start to believe in yourself instead of tearing yourself down. What do you hear most yeah, in your I, head right now? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I always, so always, always tell my clients, you know, <clears throat> well, I was just saying, I always tell my clients, you know, um, there's an old saying about be careful how you um, talk to yourself because it's listening. <laughs> exactly. 100% true. Your unconscious mind is always listening. So absolutely true. And, you know, I always say to my clients when they come to me, very often by the time they've come to me, they've gone through the medical system, they've been told they can't heal or da-da-da-da-da, and something inside them is telling to, to, to seek more answers. But they're kind of down on themselves and feeling like almost like they're giving up. And I, one of the things I need to do is support their belief in the fact that they can heal. Because if you don't believe you can heal, you're not going to heal. One of exactly. my favorite quotes exactly. is the Henry Ford quote that says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Exactly. What are you thinking yeah. you can? Right? So that's right. the work that I do with the mental detox. And then the spiritual detox work, I actually don't do myself. I partner with a reverend who's also trained in NLP and timeline therapy. And she does the spiritual detox for people, whether that's you know, opening up their consciousness or whatever it is that they need. It doesn't matter what religion it is. We're literally talking that all-encompassing spirituality here. And she obviously meets them where they're at in order to detox their spirituality of whatever's in the way of them being able to really embrace that. And, uh, and then they come back to me for a final session, bringing it all together. So... That's, and on hypnotherapy, uh, I didn't mention, so hypnotherapy, I'll do a standalone sessions with people if they want to quit smoking, vaping, uh, maybe it's to do with weight loss, whatever behavioral change somebody wants to make, hypnotherapy is a very powerful way to have that um, happen easily and effectively. But I also use hypnotherapy um, after timeline therapy with people in order to set them up um, for the life that they're wanting to lead for the person they're becoming. So to have that happen with ease and grace as they create the future that they want. So it's a very powerful modality. Awesome. All right. So um, why are the tools of the unconscious mind so helpful? Because, you, you know, you mentioned a lot of the unconscious mind work. So why are the tools of of the unconscious mind so helpful with helping people overcome their disease? Well, the unconscious mind makes up 90% of our mind, 90%. And the conscious mind only makes up 10%. And yet in society and through school, we're taught the tools of the conscious mind. And so we're missing out on the other 90%. And when we learn the tools of the unconscious mind, we have far greater access to many more resources to achieve everything that we want in life. And we are literally making up our own reality each and every single day. Mm. Because for every event that happens in our life, our mind processes that. And it goes through our unconscious mind. And there's an event, and then our unconscious mind will filter that because what happens is we have 12 million bits per second of information coming into our mind. 12 million bits per second. Just think of how big that number is. That's yeah, way too much number. for our mind to be able to process, right? Yeah. 
So it has to delete, distort, and generalize down to a manageable amount, which is only 128 bits per second. That's a huge compression of information, and it does that through our filters. And each and every single one of us has different filters. The categories are the same, but the content within the filter is different. So as examples of the categories, our filters are our values and our beliefs, our decisions, our memories, our meta programs, like are you an introvert, are you an extrovert, and then also how we cope with time, space, matter, and energy. So all of those are different for us. Oh, language is another one as well. So we all see, you know, have different languages. We have made different decisions going through our life. We have different values and beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. So no two of us have the same exact filter bucket, right? They're as different as our fingerprints. So you and I could go to the exact same event and experience it differently because as our brain is processing that event, it's processing it through different filters. And as a result, the story that we tell about that event afterwards is different. And we've all experienced that. We'll sit at the family dinner table and two siblings will start talking, go, remember when blah, blah, blah happened? And another sibling will go, no, that's not what happened. Blah, blah, blah happened. Exactly. Neither of them are wrong. Even though one of them might argue that the other is wrong, neither of them are wrong. They are both telling the story as it happened based on how their filters processed it. And when I learned that, that really blew my mind because I'd never thought about that before. And I started to realize, wow, we really are all indeed having our own experience, creating our own reality based on our own filters. And so when we understand all of this and we have the tools to work with all of this, we are so much more empowered in being able to achieve what we want in life. And that's what I really love about having these tools to access our unconscious mind. So much more becomes available to us. Awesome. Awesome. So you are now an actual trainer of NLP, timeline mm-hmm. therapy, and hypnotherapy. So why did you choose to become a trainer? Because I literally have fallen in love with these tools and how powerful they are and how quick and effective they are. You know, with timeline therapy, as I said, I can have people drop that bag of rocks in, you know, if we just did straight timeline therapy with an intake, it would be a four-hour session. And we could release all of that. And how many, you know, talk therapy sessions have people gone to and it hasn't released? Because the emotion doesn't release talking about it. The emotion releases when it has the learning from it. With hypnotherapy, um, there was some a research study done back in 1958. And it was um, just showing the difference in how quick and effective hypnotherapy is to other modalities. And one of them was 600 sessions of talk therapy to get, um, it wasn't even 100% healing at that point, but it was much improved versus only six sessions of hypnotherapy to get fully healed. So these are very powerful, very quick modalities that, have huge, profound impact on people's lives. I don't do the work. I'm the guide. We allow their unconscious mind to do the work. So they have to be willing. They have to be open. 
I don't do any work if their unconscious mind says no. We always ask the unconscious mind first, are you willing to release this emotion today? And if we get the yes, then we move forward. If we get a no, then we don't move forward because the unconscious mind is in charge of keeping you safe. And if it doesn't feel safe to do that right now, then we don't do that. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, your passion project because I, you know, I love passion projects because I kind of feel like we as healers, you know, um, being able to do other things outside of us that helps other people and helps the world, you know, helps heal us all on a bigger scale. So, and your particular passion project is a nonprofit called Girls Matter. So tell me, tell, tell us a little bit more about that um, nonprofit. Sure. So Girls Matter started back in January of 2017 in terms of launching the nonprofit, but the idea for it started back in 2013 when I took my girl guides to see a documentary called Girls Rising. And as I watched that documentary, all about girls being denied the right to an education simply because they were a girl in countries all over the world, I had tears running down my face because I knew I was sitting there in a group of 25 girls, all of whom took their education for granted, complained about having to go to school every day, fake sickness to get out of going to school sometimes. I'd done that myself. My own two daughters had done that. You know, we were all taking it for granted, and yet there were all these other girls around the world that were desperate for an education and being denied, and it just felt so wrong. And I knew I had to do something. I couldn't just sit there and let this continue. But I it felt so big, I didn't know how to get started. So it was just kind of in the back of my head. And then I was at a conference in December 2016 where the speaker said, we're all put on this planet for three things, to find your purpose and passion, to be of service to humanity, and to never stop learning. And you don't have to know your how, you just have to know your why. And that all really resonated with me. And I went, I know my why. I don't know my how, but maybe if I just start telling people, the how will fall into place. And that's what I took away from that conference. And sure enough, I called the only two people I knew here in British Columbia, Canada that had a nonprofit and asked them how I could start a nonprofit. And they said, (coughs) excuse me, they said, what is it you want to do? And I told them, I want to keep girls in school and allow them the right to an education to stop teenage marriages and therefore teenage pregnancies. The number one cause of mortality at the time in girls aged 15 to 19 was childbirth. And the mm-hmm. body, their bodies just aren't built yet for childbirth. And yet these girls were being married off so young that that's when they were getting pregnant and having children. Yeah. And I knew that, during the documentary, I'd seen a stat that really struck home with me, and it said that if India could educate just 1% more girls, it would grow its GDP by $5.5 billion. And I went, wow. you know, that's the answer. It's really very easy. It's not simple. <laughs> but if we just right. educate the girls, we can start to break the poverty cycle and bring countries out of debt by having these women working and contributing to the GDP. So right. 
Awesome. Starting yeah. educating yeah. the girls, I knew that we could break the poverty cycle, one girl, one family, one village at a time. Because if they didn't get married off as teenagers, they wouldn't repeat the poverty cycle of their parents, of their mother. Problem, though, is, is that in these poorer nations, when they have five or six children, there comes a point where they can't afford to pay for the education anymore because high school education costs money, especially a good high school right. education. And so then they have the girls at home. And then it comes to a point where we can't afford to feed you either. So then that's when they marry them off. So we could solve that problem by fundraising and paying for the girls' education, which that has them away at boarding school so the family's not even having to feed them, et cetera, and the girls get through school and into university. And for every girl that is coming through university, that has a positive, powerful impact on her entire community. And so now, seven years later, we have three university graduates. One more will graduate in June and a bunch of girls in high school right now, and that's in Uganda. We've now moved into Kenya as well, so we are sponsoring 18 girls from the slums in Kenya to get an education through another organization called Jolly Sisters, and Jolly Sisters helps the women build a business, whether it's at a market stall or creating beautiful artwork that's sold online or making menstrual pads for the girls, and we fund the girls to go to school. And so it's been an amazing project. We have sponsors for the girls, and because we're small, 100% of the funds go to the girls. The sponsors get videos from the girls and report cards, and they can interact back and forth as much or as little as they would like. And they really feel like they are making a difference. This year, we also did a massive menstrual pad, reusable washable menstrual pad supply for the girls because the girls in the village, even the ones that aren't going to school, they have nothing. And the girls that are going to school, they miss a week of school every month because they don't, they can't leave the house when they have their period because they don't have supplies. And so by providing the supplies, don't miss a week of school. The other girls can, you know, they don't have to stay curled up at home all day, every day on their cycle. You know, for them, that's like, you know, being in lockdown for one week of every month for 40 years of their lives. And we've all just gone through right. lockdown and nobody enjoyed that, but that's their reality. Right. And yeah. then now we're and moving in, and into... In our, in our, yeah. <clears throat> I was just going to say, in our first world, and in our first world, we don't get the gravity of just being able to have sanitary, you know, items, you know, how that can make such a huge impact. Yeah. Exactly. And... For just $10, you can supply a girl with her supplies for one year. And $10, you know, you can't even buy two coffees or two chai teas at Starbucks anymore for 10 bucks because one costs almost $7 these days, right? So, you know, (laughs) give up one and a half chai tea lattes at Starbucks in a month and you could support a girl with supplies for a year. That's powerful. Wow. That is very powerful. That is very powerful. Okay, so we are all about tools and education and those kinds of things here on the show. I always like to, you know, give the listeners, you know, a little extra tool that they can have, you know, to help them in their daily lives and, you know, and on their own healing and wellness journey. So do you have, like, a little freebie or something that you would like to offer the listeners? I do. I have a Discover Your Toxic Load quiz, 
And people can take that quiz and find out whether they're mild, moderate, severe, or extremely toxic. And it doesn't matter what that score is. It's understanding that and knowing that you then have a choice to be able to do something about it. And what it's doing is it's bringing awareness to you around the symptoms that you have and that they're related to the level of toxicity in your body. And so often society tells us to ignore our symptoms, to push through, you know, be tough, don't be a wimp. However, our symptoms are there for a reason. They're talking to us and they're asking us to do something differently. Stop writing them off as aging. We're not supposed to feel worse as aging. Aches and pains are not (laughs) normal signs of aging. They're signs of toxicity and a high inflammation level in the body that you can do something about. Stop writing it off as your genetics because epigenetics tells us that just because your dad had heart disease or your mom had breast cancer doesn't mean you have to. That's all triggered by the lifestyle choices you make, right? So this just brings awareness to some of those symptoms to give you the choice to do something about it. Um, So I can give you the, can I give you the link to that? Or you can just go to my website. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. The easiest way to access that is literally go to my website, yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And on the homepage at the top, it says, take the first step and click that button and it will drop you into the quiz. And you can take that quiz, learn your score, and then feel free to book a call with me if you would like help with further interpretation of your quiz results. Awesome. How easy is that? All right. Well, Melissa, it has been awesome having you here today. You are a wealth of information. I love, you know, the what you've brought to us and, you know, and a little bit more of that connectivity because it's one of the things that, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm constantly um, talking about and teaching is that there is so much connectivity between mind, body, and spirit. And, you know, in order to have complete health, you have to address it all. You can't just do do one thing or another. You You have to address them all. So I love that you're bringing just yet another way to be able to address all those different pieces of whole health. So, so thank you for, you know, for bringing that to us today. So that is it um, for today's show. I, you know, this has, you know, been a great show. And once again, I thank you all for your patience, you know, when we had our technical issues. But, you know, I'm sure it was well worth it because this was just like mind-blowing information and things, you know, that I feel like, you know, we all need to know. Um, be sure to visit Melissa's website at yourguidedhealthjourney.com and take her discover your toxic load quiz. She just told you how to do that. But I will also drop it on my page link as well. You know, if for some reason you're listening to this later and you didn't write it down or you can't remember what it said, you know, you can just find all of her links, you know, at livingnaturallyforlife.com slash radio. And so they'll all be there. And while you're there, please also check out, you know, my own resources, including affirmations, meditations, e-books, freebies, you know, including my own awesome freebie at livingnaturallyforlife.com slash free scan that you don't want to miss. Um, this scan will help you understand the connection between emotional, mental, 
and physical health, much like what we talked about today. You know, there are lots of tools out there that you can use to kind of help you understand and have a little bit more awareness of your bodies so you can make those proper choices and decisions, you know, on how your health is going to be and how, you know, you're going to live out the rest of your life. You know, do you want to live it in pain or do you want to live it to the best of your ability, you know, and, you know, live to be a hundred with no brain fog and, you know, no joint pains, you know, no migraines and all that kind of stuff. You know, the first step is awareness and understanding. So I encourage you to take her up on her offer, you know, with the quiz, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. And, you know, and if you feel like she might be a good fit for you or you want to work with her some more, you know, feel free to reach out to her. So it's been a pleasure having you here, Melissa. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, in health, this is Michaela Jones, ND, and you've been listening to Living Naturally with Michaela on News for the Soul Radio. Remember, health and wellness is a journey, not a destination. Take care of yourself along the way to enjoy the trip a little bit more. Bye for now. See you next time. We've seen a human dematerialize more than 1,000 times. It's not a rare phenomenon. And the reason that people can dematerialize is because a human body, when it's not in its sort of solid state, is in a hazy wave state, and it's not solid at all. And so that's why people come and dematerialize. So this non-solid being is sitting on... Next on News for the Soul, it's time for the Whole Health Initiative with Dr. Holly. With more degrees than a thermometer, Dr. Holly's PhDs include psychology, natural medicine, herbal medicine, nutrition, and Ayurveda. She's a scientist, professional speaker, and the author of over 20 books. She also sees and works with energy, and she's here to help you achieve complete optimum health. Please welcome Dr. Holly back to News for the Soul. Hi, everybody, and welcome to November the 30th. Holy cow. Uh, We've got a full program today, so I hope you're having fun. Uh, I've already sent the articles to Nicole, so hopefully they're already up if you want to follow along on the articles. Um, We started, I think, back several months ago going through the alphabet. Uh, So for instance, uh, for the letter A, we chose arthritis. For the letter B, we looked at the brain. For C, we looked at cancer. D, we looked at diabetes and depression, two different weeks. Uh, E, we looked at eczema and various skin rashes. F, we looked at fibromyalgia and other arthritic conditions. And today we're going to deal with G. So I forgot that I was doing that because I was actually doing it for two other programs. Um, and one got uh, had to stop for a month and the other one had to stop for two weeks. And it's like, okay, we got going again. But <laughs> in the meantime, I forgot we were doing this. So I thought, okay, we're back to the letter G, or I think we left off at G. So for G, we're going to look at gout, which is, yes, an arthritic condition, but we're going to focus on gout today. I've had umpteen people come in with gout lately. Um, So let's figure out what it is, how to deal with it, how to eliminate it. Like I said, it is considered a form of arthritis, and it's caused by high levels of uric acid. Now, if these high levels aren't resolved in the body, then we can have kidney stones, and or gout. So what increases the uric acid in the body? Well, it's a, a diet high in purine food. So what the heck does that mean? Foods that are high in purines include sweetbreads, various um, 
seafood like anchovies and sardines, herrings, mackerel, mussels, smelt, and scallops. The only ones I'll eat out of those are scallops, and that's it. Oh, anchovies. I'll have anchovies in a Caesar salad. The rest, I all smoked sardines I do like. Most of those things I don't. Uh, Organ meats. Uh, like liver, hearts, brain, kidney, beef kidneys in particular. Um, I always suggest you don't eat liver. People say you should eat liver because it's high in various nutrients. Well, yeah, it is, but it's also the major detox center of the body, so it's got all the toxicities in the body. Why would you want to eat that? So, yeah. Yeast, of course, various breads, various meat extracts like oxo and bavro, game meat. Uh, grouse, mutton, veal, and bacon. And again, I don't know why they have bacon in there, but bacon is usually in there with the game meat. Stand those are way too strong for me. It's like Australian beef is way too strong for me. Other people just love it. Gravy. Uh, shellfish, um, like uh, we've already said a few of them, but a sh- a white, well, while shellfish are high in purines, it's important to keep your fish. Okay, so make sure you keep that fish in your diet. Fish, uh, of course, we've talked an awful lot about how salmon isn't as great as it used to be. It used to be always uh, suggested for the high omega-3s. Uh, so we eat instead the steelhead trouts, which is the, I don't know why they called it the trout. It's a salmon family. It's just in the fresh water rather than the salt water. And the reason we've been avoiding the saltwater salmon is because the uh, radiation is still being dumped out of Japan that started in, that we identified in 2011 anyways. So uh, your fish is really good for you. Your fatty fish are terrific for you, but rather than salmon, we eat steelhead trout. Uh, Fat. Foods high in fats are associated with an increased risk. And sugar, of course, all your simple carbs like your potatoes, your rice, your pasta and the flours, your alcohol, baking and breads, your junk food, your sweetened juices. There's a ton of juices that are claimed out there to be uh, good for you that are loaded with sugar. And fruit juices in and of themselves can be upwards of 300% the normal amount of sugar found in that fruit. Uh, So with the sugary drinks, uh, check your labels with the juices. Make sure it's unsweetened and not sweetened with aspartame or any of the other synthetic um, chemicals. Now, aspartame will change to formaldehyde in the body. That's why we don't like the aspartame. That's why it's now, I think, there's 20, 20, there's 12 different labels uh, that are all for aspartame, but they go to court, and they just simply change the name and keep going. And it's like, really? Come on. Uh, But we know (laughs) the food industry is not the healthiest industry out there. And they work hand-in-hand with the pharmaceutical industry, which is an interesting association. Uh, Even fruit high in fructose sugars are high and can be associated with gout. They uh, spike the fructose, or rather the fructose spikes in the liver, and that can cause issues and actually can lead to gout. But it's because of these foods that it used to be referred to as the rich man's syndrome. Uh, Lots of high uh, meat products, lots of heavy sugars, lots of uh, baking and sweets and what have you, and that was considered a rich man's diet, and rich men were typically the ones that suffered from gout. So what are the symptoms of gout? Well, they're usually sudden attacks. 
It's usually intense pain, and it's usually in a joint. The most common is the big toe, but it can also be found in the ankles, knees, elbows, wrists, and fingers. Now, I'm going to take a little aside from this because I woke up one night. This is maybe 20 years ago, um, and my ring finger, which had a ring on it, you could watch it. It was just growing tremendously fast and hurt like you know what. I thought, holy shoot, what the heck do I do? This was long before I became a doctor of natural medicine, so more than 20 years ago, I guess. Um, Anyways, I was on my own. I had to get up and get dressed with my left hand because it was my right hand that was causing the problem. Get down to the hospital. Of course, I'm sitting in the hospital in the emergency ward at 3 in the morning for two hours before they could look at me, and they just suddenly decided it was gout. And I said, and they said, oh, well, you know, you already have on your file, you have fibromyalgia, you have osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, so you have a high risk factor for gout. I said, I understand that. I got rid of all that other stuff, and I don't eat a high purine diet. I happen to know what it was at the time. Would you please take a test for my uric acid? Well, if I remember correctly, uric acid has to be over three, 354 to be uh, considered gout. Mine was 240. I said, it's not gout. So even if you get one of these uh, issues, make sure that they don't just jump to an assumption, that they actually test your uric acid. I obviously didn't have uh, gout, and they had to keep testing for something else. I don't even remember what it was. I remember they had to cut off the ring, and that really bothered me. But it was like, if I don't cut it off, I'm going to lose the finger. So, um I did cut off the ring. However, you can have issues that can be easily misdiagnosed. And again, I want to come back to there's three to 400 different symptoms, but there's over even just with medical, with the Western medical system, there's over 12,000 different diseases, disorders, dysfunctions. And then we have on top of that all the medical toxicities, nutrient deficiencies, et cetera, et cetera, that we identify with real medicine. So, Anytime that you're given a diagnosis, make sure that you get the blood work or whatever is necessary to confirm that, yes, that is it. For instance, I'll just take another aside here, cancer. I've had people come into my clinic and say, well, they were diagnosed with cancer. And I said, well, can you send me the lab test? Well, what do you mean? I never had a lab test. You're not allowed to diagnose it with cancer unless you've actually had a biopsy taken from that, quote, tumor and put it in through a laboratory testing to confirm as cancer. If I did that, they could sue me. And yet you wouldn't believe how many doctors, MDs, will identify that it's cancer when it hasn't even been tested yet. Like, that's just crazy. Anyways, let's get back to the couch. Okay, so this is when the intense pain subsides, which usually happens in about 12 hours, there will be a lingering discomfort. But if it truly is gout, you're now more likely to have more events and more often. These events progress both in um, frequency and they can actually increase in pain, but they will also decrease your ability to move. So you'll have increasingly uh, limitation of motion. There's obviously swelling, there's redness, and there's heat, and there's t- tenderness. Now, obviously, that's all to do with the inflammation. Whenever you have inflammation, you have red, you have swelling, you have heat, and you have tenderness. 
So that's all part of the inflammatory component. But again, once you've had an attack, if it's a true gout attack, if you don't deal with the issue, your body's going to have those gout attacks more and more often. So make sure you deal with the issue, get it down in your body. So if the blood foods are high in purines, and purines are known to cause uric acid, which is the gout, then you want to obviously eliminate those foods. But you'll also want to eliminate foods like a salmon, trout, haddock, Virginia pear tree. We're getting close to that. It's almost Christmas. Goose, pheasants, and uh, kidney um, products uh, from different animals. So what you do want to eat in moderation is your vegetables like asparagus, cauliflower, spinach, mushrooms, and green peas. I think, yeah, I did. I put in a note. Note the high purine vegetables like asparagus and spinach, as much as they're high in purine, they're not correlated with a gout risk at all. And as far as I remember, I didn't check this today, but nobody knows why. Last time I looked, nobody knew why. Um, so other uh, foods that you want in moderation are lentils, dried peas, and beans, beef, pork, poultry, fish. Not so much remember the fish as the seafood. Seafood is more important um, and beef is more important. Oatmeal, wheat bran, and wheat germ. So there's foods you want to totally avoid and then foods you want to keep at low moderation. So what then are the best foods to eat? Well, alfalfa sprouts that you can grow over the winter in your windowsill. Yes, alfalfa sprouts are rich in minerals and vitamins. They're used to reduce the uric acid crystals, and that's partly due to the they increase uh, the pH levels in the gut and in the blood. Apples. Now, Granny Smith apples are known to contain malic acid, which lowers the uric acid. Now, sweet apples contain a lot of sugar, which can cause a flare-up and make the pain worse. So, again, make sure we go to the Granny Smith apples, not your sweet ambrosias and fuchsias and all those lovely sweet apples. You want to avoid those. We tell you that for all kinds of different things. Uh, One of the most important that I not most important maybe, but the most common I focus on is the quercetin. You have high levels of quercetin in the skin of the Granny Smith apples. And you have good fiber, you have good nutrients. Granny Smith apples are always a favorite of mine to uh, recommend. Now, cherries, historically it's been, you needed to drink the black cherry or the sour cherry juice. But when you're eating the cherries, whether they're sour, sweet, red, black, juice, or berry, it doesn't matter. Any cherry is effective and any cherry juice can be effective. Um, Strawberries, blueberries, and other red blueberries are also effective in helping to break down or prevent uric acid buildup. Now, because I had that gout issue that one time that they thought it was gout when in fact it wasn't, but because of that and because I learned at that point that if you have any of the arthritic conditions like osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, you're at high risk for gout. So because of that, I have four cherry trees in the backyard. I eat cherries a lot in the summer when they come out. You say, well, I can't eat them all year round. They're not available. It doesn't matter. The compound that you need out of the cherries, your body will store in the liver. So if you eat lots and lots and lots of cherries during the summer when they're actually available and falling off the tree, then they'll keep you fine throughout the rest of the year. Bananas. Now, the potassium is great to help a lot of different organs function effectively, and they can be 
uh, very effective in keeping the uh, uric acid down because they're helping organs, in particularly the kidneys, to flush out the uric acid. But you have to be careful with bananas. So when I looked on a lot of sites that actually recommended bananas. It's like, well, they're high in sugar, 